My piles are giving me gifts. Hello everyone, hello Ireland. I would like to address my nation to the people of Ireland. I respect you all greatly and I would like to put forth some of my thinking. Hello, internets. My name is Ray Foley. And my name is Maureen O'Connell. You are listening to Six Bits Podcast, where we have some things to discuss, three things each, and that's it. That is the podcast. Absolutely. Uh, you may know us from the Six O'Clock Show. No affiliation, although there's a loose association that we present the show, although this is not a Virgin Media Television production. Uh, and our email address is sixbitspod at gmail.com. Who's beginning this morning? I believe you should, Raymond. You do, do it. Do you do I it. should because you have nothing, is it? I've got some things. Fine. Okay. It's fine. Ellen DeGeneres is mean. No. Apparently so. Uh, she likes to dance. She likes to give celebrities frights. And she likes to be mean to her staff, apparently. This is... Uh, um, uh, <laughs> she had put up a video saying that she missed all her staff, okay? That she missed yeah. because, because they're all in isolation. And then uh, it, one of her former staff came out and said, actually, she's pretty horrible. Anyone else have similar experiences? And then loads of former staff came out and said, how terrible. I hope to God none of, none of my former colleagues ever uh, go, go on the internet because, my God, there will be, um, there'll be a Twitter threads. There'll be a novel in it. They're not your for, they're former colleagues. They're not former staff. So St- that's, that's one thing. Could the clue be in the fact that they're all former staff? Uh, who knows? Uh, the video came, the hearing is about a, 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 one of her ex-employees, Kevin T. Porter, described her as one of the most, one of the meanest people alive in a Twitter thread. He encouraged Ooh. Twitter users to share their insane stories of Ellen's behaviour, pledging to match each one with a $2 donation to LA Food Bank. It wasn't long before the floodgates opened. Oh, God, I've already got a flop sweat on Ellen's behalf. <laughs> <laughs> the floodgates opening. <laughs> Uh, uh, pledging to uh, here we go uh, people shared stories uh, that seemed painfully at odds with the star's reputation for generosity and kindness here we go an old friend worked on her lot and smiled and said good afternoon to her one day and she became unhinged who do you think you are you don't look at me yada yada she said Portia was with her and seemed embarrassed and tried to calm her down it, <laughs> it has forever changed my opinion of her um, every I day- don't buy it TV writer Benjamin Simon said she has a sensitive nose, so everyone must chew gum from a bowl outside her office before talking to her. And if she thinks you smell that day, you have to go home and have a shower. (laughs) (laughs) I think we should put that rule in place. Uh, He continued, a new staff member was told every day she picks someone different to really hate. It's not your fault. Just suck it up for the day and she'll be mean to someone else the next day. They didn't believe it, but it ended up being entirely true. Author Alison Freer chimed in. I was working on a show at Warner Brothers that was next to her stage. Uh, it was our showrunner's 50th birthday, caterer grilling steaks outside, sorry, caterer grilling steaks outside for special fancy lunch. Ellen sent someone over to demand they stop as she doesn't eat meat. She's the worst. <laughs> oh God, that's a bit Morrissey, isn't it? No one can eat meat before they go into one of his concerts because his nose is so sensitive. The New uh, Deal. My sister worked for the Ellen show for two years. I saw Ellen in the hallways every day and would say hello and she never once said hello back. She wouldn't smile. She wouldn't even acknowledge me at all for two seasons. Wow. Uh, Maybe she was just in the zone getting ready or she had in in-ears 
and she couldn't she was listening to to a podcast she was listening to six bits and she was like i'm so involved yeah, in this yeah. that i i'm not paying attention to anyone else because now you can't see when someone has headphones in an awful lot of the time because they don't have the string anymore that's I, true i'm i am going to try to come up with any sort of an excuse for ellen degeneres being mean but isn't that always going to happen that there's always these mad stories about people when they're really famous uh, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of things, right? There, well, you must get this, right? Where you, you th- although in fairness, you are largely uh, who you are in real life is who you are on the television. But <laughs> the thing is with being in the media, and obviously I only speak from, from a, a much smaller s- scale than Ellen. So you can right. magnify my experiences by a million then, okay? But my experiences are that there's a certain expectation that you know that people have of you based on what you do in your job, right? And that is based both on what you put out there, right? And on their interpretation of what you put out there, okay? So in my case, there's an expectation that uh, you can say what you like to them because it's only having the crack. Whereas, in fact, I can get quite easily offended. There's also a thing where I spend so much of my day doing my job that... When I'm not doing my job, I like to just kind of keep myself to myself, really. Yes, and you do. I do. And, and and also, I'm actually quite shy. The whole reason I got into radio specifically was because, and the whole telly thing is a fluke, but the, t- the radio thing was, it was an actual thing that like, I'm not particularly good with interacting one-on-one with people. You know this from, from, I know. Even from the telly, that like, I'm not particularly good at small talk or banter or chit-chat or one-on-one. Unless they're the type of person, like there are some people that I can connect with, but largely I'm polite. I'm not rude or anything, but I'm, I I just don't connect in the same sort of uh, superficial or. um... See, you say superficial. I think people are always quite shocked and because they have an idea of who you are and what you're like, that, that you are incredibly shy. Like, you're very, very, very shy. I don't think I'm incredibly shy. I'm just a bit I shy. I'm, I... You are, though. You're you're shy. You kind of like, before the show, you like to do your own thing. And then you you don't want to be chatting um, because it's like, oh, God, I don't really know these people. And I don't know what to say. And I just think it's a shock to people because your persona is of someone right. who isn't shy at all. Well, anyway, this isn't really about me, but it's just an interpretation of my experiences, which is then, if you magnify that then by Ellen, by a million I'm sure there's an awful she she has, is probably of the same position that it's like yeah uh, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to, to turn it on all the time or I'm not going to I'm just you know uh, uh, so and there there is also the thing as well of uh, yeah you just that's it that you're not going to give people what they want all the time there's also a magnification then of like when people some people depending on who they are if they when they meet you they expect. And they want an amazing experience from it, right? Mm-hmm. Regard, you know, and if they don't get it, if you don't deliver, if even if you do your best, and if you don't deliver, you will have failed. Yeah, so, you're you're a terrible person. Yeah, so uh, so she must get she must get that. Oh, in particular, when you consider her persona being hilarious and fun and generous and giving, you could imagine what it must be like to live in L.A where everyone is an entertainer and a performer yeah. and then bumping into Ellen and thinking, oh my God, my life, you know, and then her her just being a normal person. I'd yeah. say there's a certain element of that. Anyway, I don't Cause know. Because she, she's gotten that 50 million times that day. Oh my God, you're Al- Ellen. 
So she can't yeah. be at that level all the time. So uh, and plus people just like to bring bring others down. He was donating two euro, two dollars every single time. So, you know, people people yeah. wanted to get him get involved and he makes himself feel good by shitting all over someone and then going, but I'm giving stuff to charity, so this is actually fine. Paid for the bitching. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you know she's she's a property magnet? Did we discuss this on here already? No, we haven't, but I do know that she's got loads of houses. She's got a, a load, a load of mansions, specifically in California, and she's mm. she only keeps them for a few months, does them all, flips them, and yeah. she's she's a kajillionaire uh, as a result of it. She owned Adam. She bought Adam Levine's house recently. She bought Adam Levine's house. There was yeah. that really strange interaction. Was it at the Golden Globes between Ryan Seacrest and Jennifer Aniston? Can you remember this? Ryan Seacrest. No. Yeah, it was on the red carpet, and Jennifer Aniston came up, and it, it, it's it's a world that's so apart from ours because they basically started slagging each other about he he bought her house, so Ellen had this house, and Ryan Seacrest bought it. Um, but Jennifer was like, I wanted to buy that house and you bought that house. We're talking about a multi-million dollar house and they were both talking about it as though you'd bought the last, you know, Harry Potter pyjamas in pennies. <laughs> it was like, lads, you're on the television now. People are watching who, you know, are on the breadline, and you're like, you bought my house. No, it was my house first. Oh my God, I love that house so much. I was like, Jesus, this is bizarre, lads. Bizarre. Right. Read the room. Read the room. So, uh, yeah, and it was Ellen's house as well that that had happened with. I bet um, Ellen so- was only in the middle. I bet Ellen had bought it off Jennifer Aniston, tidied <laughs> it up and sold it to secret. I'm not joking. I bet she's, she's practically like a, a real estate, a celebrity real estate mogul is what she is. Yeah, yeah. she's Sell, smart. Selling mansions to other celebs. She's, there'll be a show in that now. One of the days she'll make an Ellen flips it. Ellen flips it. That's what it'll be. Um, uh, number two. Number two. Now, every single year I watch the BBC version of Pride and Prejudice probably about six times. And I was watching it again this weekend. Uh, this came out in 1995. It starred Jennifer Ely as Elizabeth and Colin Firth as Mr. Darcy. And then I realised there is a, there's a bit in Pride and Prejudice. And this is when Mr. Darcy, played by Colin Firth. Is this jumps... like a, a once-off? Is this a movie or is this a series? It was a series. It was it was three uh, three episodes of either uh, an hour and a half long each. Oh, God. Or maybe, I can't or maybe... imagine anything more painful. <laughs> it is the best it's show amazing. in the entire oh, yes, world. Yes. This, is the, this is when Colin Firth made his name, wasn't it? This is, yeah, this yeah. is it. And, this is First um, Firth. This is First Firth. This is the Absolutely. birth of Firth. <laughs> and I had it recorded from BBC originally and then I bought the VHS tapes and then I bought the DVDs and now it's on Netflix. So, But they haven't remastered it or anything, which I kind of like. But there's this scene where Colin Firth is Mr. Darcy. He he disrobes of all of his, all of his fine uh, 19th century garb uh-huh. and he just wears his undershirt and his pants ray and he jumps <laughs> into a lake, a lake. And I realized that was my 12-year-old self. It was my sexual awakening. Oh, Without wow. a shadow of a doubt. I was watching it, remembering the time that I was watching it at home oh, with my mother and my sister. And I went, oh, that's it. That's when I realized I like boys. When he jumped into this lake, it is sexy. It is it is unbelievably sexy, but it's gone down as a oh. cultural moment because then Helen Fielding, as Bridget Jones, wrote about it. It was the sort of thing when they felt in a bad way, her and her friends would immediately get the VHS tape, fast forward it to the point where Mr. Darcy jumped into the lake and then they'd all feel better again. Yeah. And I was like, 
I totally And then get they it. cast him in the movie as the love interest. Yes, they cast wow. him as essentially Mr. Darcy in the Bridget Jones movie. It is, it's very meta. That's genius. And then there's a piece in the second Bridget Jones, um, which the movie was terrible. The book is brilliant, where Bridget goes off and meets Colin Firth as in to, to interview him. Ah, right. And as an extra on the DVD, they showed Bridget, Rene Zellweger, interviewing Colin Firth. So, so, so they have that piece where he's not playing Mark Darcy. He is, he's in fact, himself. playing Colin Firth. It is brilliant. But that moment, realising, 12-year-old, that's when I realised I liked boys. It wasn't girls. It was definitely that's boys. That's interesting. You... I'm trying to remember my um, sexual awakening. Yeah. yeah what I... was yours? I don't recall I remember there were girls I fancied but like Stephanie Powers heart to heart <laughs> so you think you're talking specifically cultural that uh, it would have to be on te- like there were girls like uh, uh, you know in my life that I fancied like my mum and my auntie <laughs> <laughs> Ray. My grand aunt. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> there has to be, like, who did you have a poster on the wall of, you know, I know for some guys it was Steffi Graf. Or, Steffi or, Graf, okay. Steffi Graf, or um, not Monica Sellers, but uh, Gabriella Sabatini. You know, I remember some guys in my life that were like, oh my God, I love her so much. You'll have to leave it with me. I, I don't have an immediate, who was I in love with or who did I fancy when... There were girls, like human real life women that I fancied. Oh, I don't want to know but, human real life women. I want to know the, the celeb cultural moment where regardless of your sexual orientation, you were like, oh, hello, sixbitspod at gmail.com. I want to hear them. I want to hear them all. Oh, okay. Right. So we're putting it out there. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sixbitspod at gmail.com. You can get your emails into us there. Uh, actually, we have a couple of them. Uh, Liam Nolan was in touch at Ray and 5K. Just after listening to four podcasts, I have to say I needed this right now. Uh, we're glad to be there for you, Liam. Just one question, hi, Liam. though. Hi, hi Liam. Uh, is Ray doing Couch to 5K like the hero of a woman that is mooring? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> <coughs> Love on the show. Keep it up from Liam. Yeah, Mooren's doing this whole thing of uh, Couch to 5K and she's yes. amazing and she's, oh, look at me, look at me. Uh, I'm, oh running. I'm running. I'm I have to put oh. it online. If I don't put it online, it didn't happen. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Praise mm-hmm. me, praise me for I have internet and I've oh, done something. Up. Uh, no, I am not doing. My, the, my intention was to do couch to five k, but sometimes I don't have the time. So I do. I go out and I do about three k in the morning with uh, on my own before I start the radio show. Yeah, and then uh, that's just a walk. And then as the when the inspiration takes me, I do a little bit of jogging in between, like maybe two or three stretches of jogging until I'm not arsed. And, then, and to be fair, it was you that said, get off your arse because I would have been in a bad place a while ago. And you were like, just get off your arse and go do some exercise. Yeah, you do feel good as a result of it. It, you do. it, it wakes me up for the radio in the morning because uh, by the time I go on air, then I'm I've, I'm nice and, and refreshed. And then yes. I go, I'm going out with the lads then straight away at nine or half nine in the morning as well. So You made it sound in, like you're going out with the lads. The, the, my, my I should boys. clarify, he's going out with his children. They yeah. have to hang around with him. <laughs> Yeah, Matthew and Andrew, they need to get their uh, obligatory, or not their obligatory, mm. but their um, confined exercise. And the earlier in the day we go out, the more people we're inclined to avoid. Mm-hmm. So we go out in the mornings. And how much, it is now midday, uh, how much, how, how, pfft, how much distance do you think I've done uh, since five o'clock this morning? I don't know, like, like, like a thousand steps. Uh, I've done 8,537 steps. 
Ooh. And I've done 7.2 kilometres uh, in walking Ooh. and jogging so far today, yeah. That's very so good. My days are busy. Uh, yeah. I, I'm eating like a pig at the other end of the day, but my mornings are very, very busy. Are very, good to go. Very, very, very busy. So Liam, if you're doing Couch to 5K, I hope it's going well. Oh, Keep it up. Lots of love, lots of love there from Warren. Yeah. Um, uh, this is Owen Lee, who who's in the subject line says, my piles are giving me jip. Uh, <laughs> Hello, me piles are giving me jip. Uh, hello, Morn and Ray. Thanks for the podcast. I've just listened to all five together. It's really brightened my day. You ask what we're wearing. I'm wearing Snickers trousers, Snickers polo shirt and steel toe boots. And I've yet to use any box dye. Uh, <laughs> but when you That's do, Owen, be sure to send us the picture. Uh, I'm still working. Uh, it ruins the bath though, Morn. It ruins the bath. The old box tie. The box tie. I'm still working social distancing and missing my girlfriend, who's a 40-minute drive away. Uh, did I read oh. this one out to you already? I did read this one out already, didn't I? We're not, we're not too badly. I did this one already. I did this one before, didn't I? No, we didn't read it out in the, on the show. Did I not? Oh, sorry. No. We're not too badly off. I'm trying best to get a house finished for a couple who are living two hours apart, trying to save money to finish their own house. While the husband is working in West Cork, his wife is living with her parents and their young baby. Uh, anyway, keep up the good work. Azerbaijan! Azerbaijan! I'd say that's all changed since Friday, though. Although, I think construction, some construction, not construction places, but if you're doing work at home, you're still allowed to do that. Because uh, a friend of mine is getting work done in her house, and they checked it out, and the one person who's working in her house is still allowed to go in and do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. suppose as an indiv- if an individual is going out to yeah. work as an individual, you can do it. And uh, someone else got in touch with me as well, but I'm terrible at keeping these things. He Someone's... is terrible. But just remember, sixbitspod at gmail.com. And I would say for Owen, who mentioned that he was wearing an awful lot of Snickers things there, that could be someone's sexual awakening right now. Because I know <laughs> quite a few people who find gentlemen or indeed ladies wearing Snickers trousers as something that is just too hot to trot. There was a man that got in touch, but I don't know where it is. Uh, and, and he said he was thoroughly enjoying the uh, podcast as he's out for his uh, exercise. So uh, good to Thanks have guys. you as well. Sir. I'm sorry, man, Mr. Man. I, we need to, I need to take screen grabs and save them. Uh, shall yes. we move on? Number three. Spring forward, fall back, Warren. Spring forward. Here's the interesting thing about... Oh, uh, spr- yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> because... Because nobody noticed or cared that the clocks changed and yet everyone is knackered today because it happened on Saturday night. And we're, you know, if you're in any, any kind of a routine for your Monday, uh, it's like, what? Because, and this is the other thing, everyone's phone uh, or smart device yes. cha- changes the time on it automatically. So nobody knows. Even John Creighton, who I follow on Twitter, he said something like along the lines of, oh, it's it's actually whatever time now. Uh, whereas, in fact, he was wrong because he was looking at his phone or his laptop for the time. So he had gotten, he was changing the time on top of the time change. Oh, no. That had already been done automatically. Yeah. It's insane, isn't it? I, I completely and utterly, it, it, it passed me by. Yeah. Because it was like, we, we all live in this weird twilight zone now. I think for parents, it's been quite noticeable. Because um, they're like, oh, my God, my kid slept so late today. Yeah, uh, a friend of mine was like, "Oh my god, they slept past six a.m. in the morning. This is fantastic." And then they realized that no, no, they slept <laughs> until five a.m. But the clocks had gone forward automatically, and it was like, "Damn, god damn it!" We used to do this thing where we trained them. Like the week before, we trained them for the uh, the clocks change. So gradually, every like by ten minutes every day for a week, we'd 
gradually ah. move the clock so they'd be trained. How ridiculous. And when you think <laughs> in the scheme of things now, how ridiculous were we? That like, just, But then again, they had to go to school. They had to function. So we were just trying to be, go easy on them a little bit. Yeah. So gradually yeah. spread the hour over the week rather than uh, than doing it all in one go. And but I tell you, there's I no such thing. Huh? There's no such thing as school anymore. There's no, imagine, imagine if there wasn't any such thing as school. Here's the other, this is actually one of my other numbers. If I can move on to the next number, can I? Do, do. Number four. Homeschooling, right? This is, uh, it's on RTE. Um, it's finished now. RTE are doing uh, an hour every morning of uh, homeschooling yeah. inside in the, in the house, in the, you know, on the telly, but you do it in yeah. the house. Yeah. Uh, we haven't watched it any of it actually. I've just given the, the lads the iPads so I can do this. Uh, so I took them out. Uh, come on, I did a radio show. I took them out for their walk. I've done seven point two kilometers. We've had a meeting for the six o'clock show tonight, and I'm recording this now. My kids are neglected. They're, that's just the way it's going to be for for while Daddy's working from home. The kids are going to be neglected. Kate's just about uh, at one at one o'clock. She'll finish her work. Yeah, and she'll take over. Then she'll do the rest of the day. I was on to friends of mine who are obviously working from home as well, and they're both you know they have both have proper big up jobs. And they're like, we just can't feel guilty, but the TV is working overtime at the moment. Like, yeah. we just, it's like, in two weeks' time, it's going to calm down. But at the moment, I cannot let the guilt of having to use a TV get to overwhelm me. I'm like, sure, you got to do what you got to do. Well, here's the other thing. I, I, I'm struggling to believe, unless it's, unless you, well, at least one of the parents it has a job where it's just there is no job there anymore. That it's like, for, yeah. on, while this is lasting, like a hotel worker or something or a barman, do you know, in which case there is no working from home option. You are, you, you are locked in the house and you have to do something. So, so yeah, I can understand the making of the dinner and the doing the homeschooling is, you know, it's, it's actually a welcome relief, I imagine, to just go, right, we'll do this for an hour and try and, you know, it's something for us to do and to, for Completely. all of us to concentrate our minds on. But in our house, trying to work, both of us trying to work and parent and teach and, you know, cook the dinners and do whatever else. And I'm working two jobs at either end of the day. We haven't done any. We've printed oh. off a few worksheets, but we haven't done anything. And I have a feeling that there... I think I'm feeling there's an awful lot of people in the same boat just going, we've got enough to be contending with. It feels like the sky is falling. How are we, how are we expected to teach our kids? Also, we're rubbish. I, I, I don't remember most things. <laughs> the, uh, talking to friends with kids, they're like, it is so intimidating because they're smarter than me. I cannot remember certain maths. Yeah. But they're like, I have no idea what they're doing. And it's like, how am I so thick? So my friends are like, I feel thick doing my children's coursework with them. But parents can't feel guilty right now. As you said, the sky is falling. Mm. And if you can get everything done during the day, it, these are extraordinary circumstances. And I think an awful lot of people feel like they're under pressure because as we mentioned before, if it's not online, it didn't happen. And there are so many parents who are doing such amazing things with their kids. If you can't do that, you can't do that. Like it's enough just to keep people fed and watered and calm at the moment. To... to to make kids understand that, sorry, no, you can't go to school again. It must feel so weird to them. You know? I've got a screen grab here that was shared on a, a parent's page. Uh, here we go. Public service announcement. This is by Emily W. King, PhD, for what it's worth. Uh, All right. pa- parents, 
What we are being asked to do is not humanly possible. There is a reason we are either a working parent, a stay-at-home parent, or a part-time working parent. Working, parenting, and teaching are three different jobs that cannot be done at the same time. It's not hard because you are doing it wrong. It's hard because it's too much. Do the best you can. When you have to pick, because at some point you will, choose connection. Pick playing a game over arguing about an academic assignment. Pick teaching your child to do laundry rather than feeling frustrated that they aren't help- that they aren't helping. Pick laughing and snuggling and reminding them that they are safe. If you are stressed, lower your expectations where you can and virtually reach out for social connection. We are in this together to stay well. That means mentally well too. Emily W. King, whoever she is, but she's right. That is, I'm going to take the PhD there and be like, She's. let's just pretend let's hope she's a real PhD that I'm not a parent that even put my mind at ease where did she even get the time though in fairness where did she even get the time to write that (laughs) how dare she have time (laughs) I'm already jealous of uh, Emily W. (laughs) King PhD (laughs) unless she's lying about having kids (laughs) number five I'm going to go on to sleep Oh right, okay. Night, night, then, love. Do you, do you uh, not want to leave it to the last one? No. <laughs> I might go for a little bit of a little bit of. Well, these these both run into each other. Okay. I um, I'm a bad sleeper. You know, I'm a bad sleeper. Yes. It's yeah. The, terrible. The whole insomnia, and I'd be up until six and seven o'clock in the morning reading or watching something on TV, and it's been this way since I was a child. Always been a terrible, terrible sleeper. And people are like, "Are you doing this? Are you doing that?" I take the magnesium. I try to chill out before bed. I put the phone away sometimes. Well, I don't know what's happening. If it is the couch to 5K or the fact that I'm just getting out. But my God, am I falling asleep at the moment. That's fantastic. It's a whole new world. I went to bed at 10 o'clock last night. That hasn't happened since I was 10 years old. Uh, it, It feels, it felt like I had just come home after a three day festival and I needed loads and loads and loads of sleep. But every night for the past two weeks, I have been getting to sleep before 1 or 2 a.m. And that never happens. And I can tell you, lads, I feel like a new woman. Could it be? Well, at the time that you were going through most of your shite and I was saying to you, do some exercise because you weren't like yeah. I did say, forget all your other things. I, I it, While at the same time giving you some of my prescription for sleeping <laughs> tablets, I <laughs> also you. said you need to get out <laughs> and do a bit of exercise because that that's the ultimate. And fresh yeah. air in, in your lungs for an hour a day will definitely contribute to getting you to sleep at night. Completely. The other one, though, that I have now, and I don't know how willing you'll be to discuss it, but sure, here we are. We're, we're, we're into it now. Um, is it Could there be an element, right, of us all being in the shit together, mm. which means that you are now no longer alone in your troubles and your worries, which were keeping you awake at night. Now, everyone has the same worries and the same troubles. Because I certainly feel that. The things I was worried about three weeks ago in my life, like the mortgage or yeah. uh, ratings or... Um, coming up with something for tomorrow's show. All of the things that are just standard, you, you know, uh, the 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 bill for oh, we need to get a new car. We need we, my wife needs a new car, right? Um, yeah. All those things that were actual worries have just sailed out the window. Now, obviously, the worry that we've got now is way bigger. It's like we're worried yeah. about granddad. We're worried about uh, an auntie in Limerick. We're worried about 
uh, people, right? I'm worried about my kids getting it, not so much as them getting it, but them then spreading it on to somebody else. Uh, we're worried about just staying entertained in the house. We're worried about keeping keeping going, keeping the lights on, just functioning, right? Mm. And, but everyone is feeling that. Everyone. So then when you go to bed at night, there's a certain, <laughs> there's a sick comfort in that. Calmness. Do you think, I could that be it for you? The, well, you see, that's that's something I've thought about. But the fact is, is that I've been a bad sleeper since I was like 15. Right. So, so but, but it's but, not something new. But I understand right now that, yeah, there is this eerie calmness about for the first time in all of our lives in this modern world that we live in, uh-huh. where we manage to get ourselves head up about so many things. And it feels like we're operating on you know, Operation Desert Storm levels of of heightened sense of of wariness and being aware of things. Uh, yeah, that that's all gone now. It's absolutely all gone because so, it is. It is. We are. I'm sorry to use it the cliche, but we are all in this together, and everyone is feeling the same thing. That's absolutely one bit of it. But I also i i i don't i don't know. I think it could be the getting out. And yeah, there's a certain calmness of mind that we all have. Yeah. Yeah, but but you're you're when you're specifically telling us that you have always suffered from uh, insomnia, but not mm. anxiety based necessarily, just lack of sleep. Just lack of sleep. It wouldn't always be. I I'd say I'd say a lot of it was anxiety that I just refused to acknowledge. Right. Yeah. Because you know, it's like, no, I'm a happy person. This is fine. You know, because a lot of people just don't want to don't want to to. Oh, yeah. You're definitely one of those people. It's definitely. sort of like if you acknowledge it, then it's real. And I yeah. prefer to just put things on the back burner. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But um, it's also you were you were right. I used to be an incredibly, you know, I used to exercise all the time. I was involved in so many different teams and then discovering college life really put paid to all of that. And and it's the getting out. It's changing my moods. It's completely changing my moods, being able to get outside. Um, so sleeping. Guys, who knew it was so much fun? I love it. Number six. It leads on to, can you remember last week uh, and two weeks ago, every time you went online, everyone was having Zoom parties. And it was like, I'm not having Zoom parties. Why yeah. am I having Zoom parties? And I was like, lads, if you're not having Zoom parties. Don't be feeling bad about yourself. It's so funny in this world where we're all in this together. There's still ways to feel bad about yourself. <laughs> as though we don't have enough friends. We're not doing this. Blah, 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 blah. So <laughs> I remember last week talking to people and they were like, I'm not having. I'm like, don't. You're fine. You don't need to be having Zoom parties. It's grand. Just because we live so much of our life online, we see it. I said it to a friend of mine. She's like, what's Zoom? And I'm like, I need to get offline. This is ridiculous. Yeah. But no, I, I, did I don't have. I don't feel that. I know there is there's a certain element in all of our lives, a percentage of people that uh, feel uh, that they're the only way, no more than you saying, the, if, if, if I put it online, therefore it's real. Mm. Uh, I think there's an awful lot of, we all have about 5 or 10% of our friends. Uh, they're, like, there are real friends, but they also need to feel like they need to put everything on the internet in order to yeah. validate it or to prove that it's real or to show off their own social credentials or something whatever it is but yeah. I think the rest of us are largely like yeah whatever yeah. I, I rang JP yesterday actually oh jeez did you yeah for, uh, for the first time since all this started hitting the fan yeah and uh, we had a lovely good chat like we always fall into our we don't talk an awful lot but when we do I haven't spoken to him since Christmas I don't think since your Christmas dinner yeah uh, but we always it's- fall into a lovely 
just comfortable groove when we do. It was, we're on the phone for a good hour, I'd say. Well, it's so funny for JP now because obviously he works on off the ball. Yeah. And and it's like, there is no sport. How are you getting on? <laughs> That's what I asked him because I, I was expecting because the sport in, in red has been put on hiatus basically until things go back yeah. to normal because it had turned Morning into... Ireland got rid of their sports bulletin. Yeah. Because, well, you see, I suppose if you're doing a sports show like off the ball, it's a sports talk show, really. Yeah, you it's can more keep, chat. Yeah, so it's more, you can do more around it rather than the actual news of sport, Yeah, uh, which is what most radio stations provide. There's no point in going on every hour and saying something else has been cancelled or they're thinking no. about postponing another thing because yeah. really, that goes without saying, doesn't it? So you had a nice chat. We had a nice chat. But yeah, back to your Zoom thing. Um, my well, my the, wife has been invited to a Zoom party. Uh, oh, can I say, yeah. Kate should do it because I was really feeling it over the weekend. You Like, you know what I'm like. I wreck your head every time I see you. I'm just, you know, I'm all hugs and I'm at you and I'm at everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was you really are you feeling, are a spreader. You are what they call. I a, am a, a spreader. A definitely, you're a high risk yeah. spreader. Mwern is. Mwern uh, yeah. yeah. is particularly when she's pissed. She's inclined <laughs> to touch your face with her hand. Now I don't know where that hand has been. I can put a good. I can, I can, I can put a good guess. I remember being in the O2 in London, and being horrified that you would not. And the more I and you were. You were annihilated drunk. And that was that I, was at the script, wasn't it? Yes, it was. One of oh, the worst Jesus. nights of one of the worst experiences <laughs> of my life. Not just because of ever. me, by the way, people. Not, Not just be, because no, of no, me. No, actually, do you know what? Mourn being there was lovely. My wife was there as well. Lovely. The script were fantastic. <laughs> the the venue was incredible. Just about everything else about that, though, was <laughs> just utterly soul-destroying. But anyway, we'll talk about that some other time. Uh, but uh, yeah, we wrote the script uh, for a thing in London and uh, Warren was all day, all day drinking tactile yes. and, and kept touching my face. And it was only really, like, because I am a bit of a germaphobe anyway, because my mum's yes. a nurse. I remember uh, whatever formative age that my mother was a student nurse and she'd come home and she she was obviously all about the germs then from that point on. But it had got it it had gotten into my head. So I am fully aware of germ. I'm not really a germaphobe. Like I'd shake people's hands and not feel weird about it, not feel I have to wash my hands. But I'm always aware of touching things and germs and, you know, just, just a general yeah. awareness. It just shows how different we are. My mother is also a nurse. I do not have the same thing. But, oh, really? Right. Yeah. Okay. Mary is also, she's a nurse. Well, but the thing is that, that some nurses would have a view and Kate's uh, mum was um, uh, a lab t- lab technician or a bi- bi- biologist, microbiologist. Yeah. And she has the complete opposite view, which is like the more germs you can get on you, the better. Because oh, gotcha. it builds up your uh, Im- immunology or your, your immunization. Your immune system. Yeah. yeah. So, which is a lot of bull- nonsense if you I, ask me. But anyway. Listen. Uh, but I, sorry, sorry, you were saying, yeah, with the Zoom party. Well, I was really feeling it, like really feeling not being able to hug people. Um, I've obviously been driving my housemaid insane, uh, very needy, just like, can I get a cat so as that I can smother it in love right now? And uh, I went and had a Zoom party with friends of mine in New Zealand. Uh, they were like, come on, we'll meet over Zoom. I was like, OK, let's do this. And you know what? It really helped. Oh, good. That's nice. It really helped. It also helped because we um, we treated it like a night out. Yeah. So I may have slept so much last night because of the Zoom party. I'm going to be honest. All the right, wine okay. was flowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for anyone, if you're thinking of doing it, it honestly really, really 
my soul felt a lot better after it because it was like, oh my God, there is human connection. So it's I, not uh, just for hanging out. It's not just for putting up online, uh-huh. but have a Zoom party, have a face-to-face time with someone. It's lovely. On Friday night, we I put up a load of mixes for, for our... Yeah, I saw you tweeting it actually. I Thanks listened. Great yeah, crack. They are good crack, actually. And the more drunk you get, the more enjoyable they are. <laughs> so I, I put them up. That was, was that Saturday night? It was, you yeah, put it up was. Saturday night, Saturday yeah. evening. And I got absolutely mangled listening to it. And my head, Kate went off to bed. I put on the headphones. <laughs> and I, I was tidying up uh, the kitchen. I, I generally do that on a Friday or Saturday night when Kate goes to bed. I'd be pottering around tidying up the house, you know, locking up and tidying everything up and, I, yeah. you know, tidying up the kitchen or after the dinner or whatever. Put on my headphones and in this instance, pour myself a glass of vino and uh, put put it on the headphones. And I was bopping around the kitchen on my own with the headphones on. Everyone asleep upstairs. Uh, it's I can mi- actually see you. It's Mixcloud, M-I-X Cloud. It's, a, it's an app or a website and just do a search for Red FM Little Mix. That's my username on there. And I put all the mixes up. But it is a, it's a good party solution for anyone getting a bit stir crazy. Uh, and you mentioned the cat thing. Um, our dog yes. died in November. Lovely and Izzy. we are so missing her at the moment. It's uh, yeah. it's insane. It's, to the point where I'm kind of like, let's just get another one. We're home anyway for the next few weeks. Let's like, just get another one. Now's the time. Are you, are you, because you're, Kate is broody for another dog, isn't she? No, she's not. No. Kate oh, is. it's you that's broody. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm, maybe I've gotten, I've gotten over it. It was like, it was only November. So it was really just weeks ago, you know, in the scheme of things. I know. Um, and she was like, you had Izzy for what? 12, 14 years? What? About 14 years, yeah. 14 years. The nicest dog in the world. Um, see, the thing is, you could foster right now. Yeah, but Kate's point is, there's no way you f- you don't foster. You know, you don't. You don't. Yeah. So. You you get the dog. Yeah. Are you are you thinking about it? I am, but uh, I, I, last time I just unilaterally decided we're getting a dog and that's it. And, you know, I knew she was on board, so I went and eventually got one and I made the decision on it and pulled the trigger and when I came home with the dog she was delighted I, th- I don't think I'd get the same reaction this time so no because if you do her. that she's like right I want another child you got a dog ah. let's have another child <laughs> so you need to be careful what you do there Foley in which case <laughs> trust me listeners we are never nah. ever ever getting another dog <laughs> <laughs> and on that note that's your six bits and we are done for sixbitspod at gmail.com uh, if you fancy sending us uh, any correspondence, we'd love to get an email from you. And your sexual awakening uh, emails. Yes. At what point did you realise you were the sex, you are the you the sexual feelings it, feelings uh, that you ha- have now? What was yeah. the what was the one? And we're looking for cultural. We're not talking about your yeah. next door neighbour. Not real uh, person. The poster on the wall. The person that you that you kissed on the wall. Good night. That sort of stuff. That's what I want. Get them in. We're back on the telly tonight. Me piles are at me. Azerbaijan. <laughs>